Everything we've been reading this week culminates to this chapter right here. Pharaoh is finally broken. And it's a confusing one for a lot of people, this chapter is. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And so, so we'll talk about We'll talk about yeah. the why. And yep. We'll get into it. We're in Exodus chapter 11. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. You want to start jump. reading? You yeah, could, right in. It's a short, man. Yeah, it's you, 10 verses. You can take the whole thing if you want, since I often no, steal the whole thing from five. you. Five. <laughs> it's all good. Plus, anytime I run across the word plague, I just read it really fast because of all of you who <laughs> like to Facebook message me and make fun of me. Yeah. I don't mind. Oh, it. you're so persecuted. Poor guy. <laughs> all right. Chapter 11, verse 1 says, then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh in the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, he will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you all to leave. Tell all of the Israelite men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Hmm. Now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. And Moses was considered a very great man in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Which is very interesting, isn't it? You know, yeah. he's the one that brought about all this difficulty on them. And I think people are starting to turn against Pharaoh. Yeah. He's a powerful man. Moses had announced to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says. At midnight tonight, I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt. And the oldest son of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne the oldest son of the lowliest servant girl who grinds the flour, even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. Even the livestock. Now, why? What's up with firstborn here, dad? Well, the firstborn is the, the, the lineage is passed on through the firstborn. Um, in fact, any, all the inheritance is passed on through the firstborn. The firstborn is then the leader of the family, becomes the patriarch at the death of the the actual patriarch. So I can help my siblings so, are listening to this. Yeah, you all the inheritance. You would be the one that the would have died. But we would have painted the blood <laughs> over the, the doorpost. Will die. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, we, we would have we would have painted the blood on the doorposts, and yeah. that's actually what Jesus did for us. Which is this, this Passover is such a beautiful picture. Yeah. We'll get to that though. You'll be reading that over the weekend. Yeah. Actually, about the Passover, which is such a beautiful picture of. Yeah. Jesus and the Messiah that was to come. But yeah, the firstborn was a big deal. But I think the struggle that people have with this is just the fact that God was going to kill these, yeah. these children. Yeah. Now, some of them were adults, yeah. but still, but they're not the ones that were keeping Israel. How, how could God be good and yet put to death these people? Yeah, I was watching a YouTube video of R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. That guy was just a monster. He's quite a, a mind, yep. The theologian. Yep. And um, there was a question like this, you know, how can God be so severe at times? And R.C. Sproul says, oh my goodness, you have it so wrong. He says, here we are, men made from dust <laughs> who have sinned against the great and mighty God. Creator. God provides a way to spend eternity with him. And yet when God does something we don't like in his physical life, we call him severe. We yeah. have it so wrong. Well, and the thing is, he didn't have to make any of them in the first place. Yeah. So the, just the fact that they existed, they didn't have to exist. Right. The, the natural state of the universe is non-existence. Yeah. And the natural state of every human being is never having existed in the first place. Yeah. And so when you're talking about the creator of the universe, we have no right ever to question him. Well, let's also remember that God gave his only son. Mm-hmm. For our sake. Yeah. 
And so a lot of this is a precursor to what will happen. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yep. All right, you want to take it to verse six? You bet. Then a loud wail will rise throughout the land of Egypt, a wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites, it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. That would be an eerie silence. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All the officials of Egypt will run to me and fall to the ground before me. Please leave, they will beg. Hurry and take all your followers with you. Only then will I go. And then, burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. So does that mean Moses is angry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't think Moses wanted it to come to this. Yeah. Now, the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh will not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed these miracles in Pharaoh's presence, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he wouldn't let the Israelites leave the country. So you're going to want to make sure that you read because we're going to pick this up Monday after a couple of chapters into this when they're going into the wilderness. And you're not going to want to miss out on what takes place these next couple of days. So tomorrow's Saturday and then Sunday. And I know sometimes we don't read on Sundays because you're thinking, well, I'm going to church anyway. I I have my quiet time on Sunday before church. It's important for me. And I I really want to pregame before church. Do you? I do before church. Yeah. yeah. We call it pregame and before church. Oh, yeah. Pregame. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But here's the thing tomorrow, you will have a longer chapter to read. It's 50 verses. And so you might look at that and be like, ah, Saturday. I don't want to read it. Here's the thing is it's a massive chapter in scripture. Yeah. For the future, for really, all, what's, what's going all, to happen. Yes. It's a turning point. Yeah. I mean, it, it points to everything else that's to yeah. come. So you have Jewish people today that celebrate Passover. And um, Passover means this is when death passed over the Israelites mm-hmm. in Egypt. Um, that's all going to take place. And the details of that are still remembered, even celebrated today. And so I'd encourage you, make sure you're in Scripture tomorrow, especially. Yeah, and then the, even the next day when there, you know, there's there's a really some cool things that are given as a practice that we still practice today, including child dedication that was begun on the reading for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, read this weekend as we encourage you to read every weekend. Don't just depend on this podcast. We also are hoping to lead you towards depending on God alone and not needing us to read the Bible to you. So please, please do your reading. Let's go over to Proverbs now. Yeah, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 20 is the problem yeah. for today. We could have a little controversy here, but I'm reading verse 1. And uh, Proverbs 20, uh, verse 1 says, Wine produces mockers, liquor leads to brawls. Whoever is led astray by drink cannot be wise. Mm-hmm. Now, this is this can be a difficult one because we, we've got other scriptures that seem to indicate that wine creates joy among people and that it's a part of joy. And, and Jesus turned water into wine served wine at the Passover meal when that became our communion. And so this can, and yet, and this isn't the only proverb that talks about the danger of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now, Junior, I, you know, what I have seen, I, I've seen the pendulum. It, it seems like most Christians are too far on one side or too far on the other. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of Christians that are where they need to be, but I think some Christians are so legalistic about it that it in their mind, they condemn those that will ever have a drink and, it, yeah. you know, it's the, not legalistic to say to yourself, I'm just not going to drink. 
no, probably I, wise and, and good. Yeah, I mean, I was a teetotaler for yeah. for a couple of decades yeah. and never but, never would have. But anything. where it's wrong is when you start judging people who do because we do follow somebody whose first miracle was yeah drinking water to wine. And so that would that would be a and it'd be a hard time. We'd have a hard time saying that Jesus never drank in that he was accused of being a drunk. And I think that if it was known that he never ever drank alcohol, that would be a tough accusation to make against him. Now he wasn't a drunk, of course, but so it's really tough to make a case for, I think that making a case for never drinking, I think that's good. I think that could be wise, but to make a case that it's wrong for people to ever drink that we're on shaky ground. I think that enters into legalism and we're in dangerous territory for that. The other pendulum swing though, is that people almost glorify alcohol to where their lives are all about, you know, it's like beer. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have my beer or, or some people's posts and like, Oh, I got to have my wine. Which is funny to me because if we ever had somebody like post or like, be like, Oh yeah. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Yeah. We'd be like, <laughs> think what are you, so you're a weird freaking 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> like calm down. <laughs> right. But yet we do that with alcohol. Uh huh. You go to a game, you go to a sports, you know, game and you'll hear some people shouting yeah. Uh, yeah. beer, 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 beer. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that we, we, we're in dangerous territory to go either way. And I, there's a lot of Christians that they will laugh about times when they drank too much and were drunk. And I think that's shameful because the Bible refers to drunkenness as being sin. That any time that you wind up giving yourself a buzz, you're crossing this line that God takes seriously because we've been given these bodies and these minds and we have a responsibility to uh, hold on to our capacity, our thinking capacity and our faculties. And so crossing that line and becoming drunk, there's never an excuse for that. And if that's an issue with you, and if you even can poke fun of times when you've been drunk, you probably are someone who should just give it up altogether. And if that's like, what? That'd be crazy. Then all the more I would say, you probably are somebody who should give it up altogether. You know, I tell people who who, um, have freedom in enjoying uh, alcohol without, you know, getting drunk, I do advise them, why don't you periodically see if you can take a break? Because everybody yeah. always says, oh, I could take a break. I could like, well, take a two month break. See how hard it is. If it's hard, mm-hmm. then maybe make it three months, four months, or just mm-hmm. quit altogether. Yeah. Um, but that, we should always be checking ourselves on that because that, that's what it says. Those who are led astray. So there is a way to not be led astray, but yeah. to still be able to enjoy it as a gift from God. But being led astray is a very dangerous. And I think another way to kind of keep yourself from being led astray is to have your own limits for yourself. And I know for me, my limitation is I uh, one drink. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it's just it's one drink. I only have if I have a beer, and that might upset some people again. And that's what we're talking about the pendulum swing on the two, you know, on the other yeah. side. But if I have a beer, I have one beer. I don't have three beers. Three beers wouldn't even make me drunk, but I have one beer, not three. Sure. If I have a, a shot of whiskey, it's it's one. That's yeah. it, one. Yeah. And so I, I think setting up those limits and then periodically taking lengthy breaks can be very helpful because this is something that so quickly can destroy a life, destroy a family, destroy relationships. Yeah. And you don't want to allow that to happen in your life. Right. Okay. Well, all right. So it's a weekend. Yep. And it's October and 20th. Be careful of any alcohol this weekend. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> well, it's Friday. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
It's October 20th. It's National Beer Day. No, it's not at all. Um, today is National Office Chocolate Day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe bring some chocolate to your office today. Yeah. Say, hey, I heard this on Between the Lines podcast that I listened to. There you go. It's a way to get people you know, plugged into it. That's right. So, hey, have a great weekend. See you in church and see you on Monday. Monday.